Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the big uh, storyline of the Patriots and Belichick splitting ways after the season. If uh, this is 100% true, uh, and we're going to discuss um, where uh, the Patriots go from here and where Belichick could go from here. Uh, So let's get started with that. So... There have been a bunch of rumors circulating um, throughout the year about whether or not Belichick would be sticking around after this season, and one of the things that um, was brought up around the time of the Germany game, uh, which was against the Colts, I had seen a bunch of articles about the Patriots needing to win those two games in order for Belichick to be um, safe uh, from getting fired. Um, at the end of the season, and there really wasn't much more information to that, but then we got uh, some more uh, information on Belichick from Tom Curran. Uh, He was on NBC Sports Boston's Arbella Early Edition, um, and uh, he talked about the situation with Belichick and said this, quote, when they came out of Germany conversations I had that week, it was made very clear that a decision was made. They were going to play out the string, and at the end of the year, there would be a parting of ways for a variety of reasons. And so basically, uh, what Tom Curran is is saying, um, that Belichick uh, and the Patriots are splitting ways after this season. Um, And he also uh, mentioned this, just because they won last week in Pittsburgh in primetime, I don't think that it quells anything. So basically what he's saying is no matter what happens, um, Belichick and the Patriots are splitting ways after this season. Now, obviously a lot of Patriots fans take this news with a grain of salt. um, And a lot of Patriots fans, especially on social media, are bashing uh, Tom Curran for what he is saying because they cannot fathom the Patriots actually getting rid of Bill Belichick. If you go on social media... Uh, specifically if you go on Reddit, you're going to see a lot of Patriots fans talking about um, specifically uh, where, um, you know, it would make sense uh, for Belichick to go. But uh, there are fans who are on both sides of this. Some say he should get fired or get let go, and some say he should stick around, and some are saying that there's not even uh, a chance that he gets moved, and this is all just BS. And so when it was discussed uh, with Belichick, uh, he responded uh, that he was more focused on the upcoming Kansas City game and kind of brushed it off, saying that that's more important. Uh, Kraft hasn't really said anything. The Patriots really haven't said anything. So I don't know if Kraft is waiting to see how this plays out. Uh, I don't know if uh, he is not saying anything because um, he doesn't want to reveal his cards too early. Um, Honestly, I feel like the Patriots are going to try and trade Bill Belichick, and they're going to trade him somewhere. And I don't think uh, the cat wants to come out of the bag yet, because Kraft wants to hold his cards close, as Patriots tend to hold their uh, cards close in general with stuff. Uh, So that if it comes to the end of the season... Um, then they can get the most and maximize the value for Belichick rather than him and the sources coming out and saying that he's getting uh, released and 
or fired or whatever, and everything just kind of uh, spirals. The Patriots are probably trying to keep a a hush-hush on the whole situation solely because of the fact that maybe they feel like he uh, could get more, Kraft could get more out of a team uh, in a trade if they just have the sort of question mark uh, attached, whether or not he's actually sticking around. Um, And so I think, uh, at least in my opinion, um, it's it's very uh, interesting to see how the rest of the season pans out. And so I still see a lot of Patriots fans on social media who will come out and talk about how the Patriots need to, you know, go out there and win the rest of these games and how it's a, a great thing to do. But for me, I just don't see it. And I, I think at this point, like, the, the ship has sailed. Like, wins are just hurting you in the long run because there's no shot at the playoffs. We're mathematically eliminated. And more importantly, you want to get the best draft pick possible. Whether or not that turns out to be something is a whole other story. But you got a pretty good shot at hitting uh, on a star with the second pick compared to, you know, 14. And that's uh, not to say that, you know, uh, you can, you know, that's not to say that there's stars anywhere in the draft because there is. um, But there's a, a better chance, at least in recent years, at getting a star at the top of the draft. Um, and so for me, winning those games, just it doesn't really matter. And I think uh, for uh, the Patriots, this league is changing, and you know I think it's time to move on. And so I think this is information that is true. I think Belichick is going to be leaving the Patriots at the end of the season. Um, I just think it's time, and... The Patriots themselves and the Crafts are just not saying anything because it's obviously something they don't want to let available. Uh, They'd rather um, go out there and, uh, you know, just wait and see what happens and not, you know, let all their chips fall uh, and let the cards be shown uh, too early. Um, Now, I was looking at an article which looks at uh, Bleacher Report, and it looks at... uh, the title, Are Patriots Most Likely to Trade, Fire, or Mutually Part Ways with Bill Belichick? So they look at all of the different options. Um, and so they start out with a trade. Um, and so uh, the Oakland Raiders and the Buccaneers made a trade for John Gruden, which was a first-round pick. The New Orleans Saints and the Denver Broncos made a trade just last year uh, for Sean Payton. Um, or actually, it was this year for Sean Payton, uh, first-round pick there. Um and uh, Belichick obviously is someone who, um, you know, would probably garner a first-round pick for sure because he's better than Sean Payton and he's better than John Gruden. Yes, he's older, which that is something, but um, he is the better player for sure, uh, or I should say the better coach for sure. And so he should definitely get a first-round pick. Where that sits, I don't know. Um, and... Uh, I guess Bill Belichick uh, is locked up long-term, and this was uh, brought up a few weeks ago. Um, Ian Rappaport uh, of NFL Network talked about that, and it kind of came out that he had uh, a contract which is not up at this point, so it's not a situation in which he'll be free to roam on his own. Patriots, I guess, would either have to trade him away or uh, just release him or fire him, uh, you know what I mean? And so uh, trading him would be the most uh, lucrative for the Patriots uh, if they're not going to keep him anyways, just get rid of him in a trade. Uh, 
Um, the question is, is anyone going to want to, uh, tr- you know, go out there and uh, trade for him? Uh, and depends on the price. Um, so then they look at fire um, and uh, firing him probably isn't the best look because he is, uh, you know, someone who has been uh, with this team for uh, so long. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a mutual parting of ways might be a better way of putting it. Um, and then it says the third option, which uh, I guess is retire. Um, and uh, he is in his 70s, but I think he's still got a lot left in the tank, at least uh, I feel like he's going to want to catch uh, uh, Don Shula's record. And so to me, uh, I feel like um, retirement's just not going to happen. And I think he's either staying in New England or going somewhere else, and he's just probably not going to retire. So the best option, or at least the option I should say they're going to start with, is trying to trade him. And there are a lot of suitors but the most frequently talked about suitor is the Los Angeles Chargers. And a lot of people said that uh, Kevin Staley was, uh, you know, one of those guys that had his uh, feet on the hot seat. Um, and uh, it was one of those uh, situations where the Chargers uh, were probably going to look elsewhere for a head coach. Um and then we just got the, the craziest news, which was um, the Chargers are firing with some games left in the season. Brandon Staley, who's their head coach, and general manager Tom Telesco. So uh, the Chargers are not only moving on from their head coach and now moving on from their GM. So that basically opens up the door for Bill Belichick to slide into the exact role that he has in New England. Uh, as the GM, head coach, whatever you want to call it, of the Chargers. Chargers have a better quarterback in Justin Herbert. They have uh, better wide receivers, a better running back, a good defense. And the thing about the Chargers that I think would work well for a guy like Bill Belichick is their offense is already pretty solid. Uh, Their defense might need some help, but he's great at drafting defense. And, you know, I think when it's all said and done, this would be the perfect spot for him. Now, the question comes with the package. Right now, the Chargers have the 10th overall pick in the draft. And the question now becomes, is the 10th overall pick too much to give up for Bill Belichick? Now, Sean Payton got traded for, I think it was the 29th pick uh, last year, um, which was in the hands of um, originally Miami, uh, the Bradley Chubb trade, then came to the uh, Broncos and then went to the Saints. Um, and so that was a low first. Now this is significantly more valuable because it's a top 10 pick. Would the Chargers be willing to give up a potential, uh, building block at 10 for the greatest or one of the greatest head coaches of all time? So I think my answer to that question is yes, they would. Um, because I think they would value having someone like Belichick as, Uh, a head coach as a general manager, as someone making those decisions, because he's going to help Justin Herbert in their offense and their defense in a lot of ways that uh, Staley couldn't do. And so I think the trade would be the 10th overall pick for Bill Belichick. And I honestly think that would be the best case scenario for the Patriots. 
Um, there are other teams out there that could use a head coach, but I don't know if Belichick would want to play with the Panthers. They don't actually have a first-round pick anyways, and they're not trading, if they did, the number one overall pick for Belichick. There's the Washington Commanders, who I don't know if they would trade their pick, which is, uh, at this point, top five. Um, and then there are other teams. Dallas is out there, um, which I think they'd be a great spot because they're a very good team already. But would Jerry Jones be willing to sacrifice a little bit of his power to let Bill Belichick come in? Probably not. So the Chargers do make the most sense, and I think, you know, the pick would be uh, perfect. They might agree to a second-round pick instead, which I don't think that would be the end of the world, but I think a first-round pick would be probably what the Patriots are going for, and they're going to be saying this is, like, one of the best head coaches of all time, so it's going to cost you a lot to get him. And so I guess the question that I have now is if we do get the 10th overall pick, does that change how our draft situation looks? And what I mean by that is, do the Patriots, who would have pick 2 and pick 10, do they go for Marvin Harrison Jr. and then take Jaden Daniels at 10? Or do they still go with Drake May or Kayla Williams at 2 and then take like a Malik Neighbors or uh, uh, Oduze from Washington um, or uh, one of the offensive tackles if they're down there or um, maybe Brock Bowers, who's a tight end? Um, if I was um, the Patriots uh, and I had those two picks, I would go Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two because he is the best player in this draft. And then I would probably take Jaden Daniels at 10. If you have to move up a little bit to get him, I'd be okay with that. Uh, but I'd go with Daniels and I'd go with um, you know Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I honestly feel like Jaden Daniels is not that much lower on the board than... Uh, you know, the other guys here, I feel like Jaden Daniels is like, you know, a step or two below um, Kayla Williams um, and Drake May, but could end up being as good, if not better than both of them as an NFL uh, quarterback. And so if you can get a very good wide receiver, a very good, uh, you know, quarterback prospect, um, and then you can build the rest of your offense around those guys, uh, and you can add defensive pieces. I think that would be great for the, the Patriots. Um, and I think that would be a good spot to go in. Now, in terms of who would potentially replace uh, Bill Belichick, there's a list of different candidates who are on the board. Now, according to uh, Sportsline Odd Makers, uh, they say the best odds at being the next Patriots head coach, Gerard Mayo at plus 200. They have Mike Vrabel at plus 300. They have Eric Bieniemy at plus 700, Bill O'Brien at plus 900, and then they have uh, Ben Johnson at plus 1,000, Jim Harbaugh at plus 1,200, Josh McDaniels at plus 1,400, Bar Brian Johnson of the Eagles at plus 1,500, uh, Cliff Kingsbury at plus 1,800, Dan Quinn at plus 1,900, Brian Flores at plus 2,000, and Zach Robinson at plus 2,500. Now, there are a few things to talk about here. Gerard Mayo is the front runner, but the Patriots might want to go in an offensive direction with their next head coach because they have had a defensive one for 20 plus years. You know, so Mayo might not get the job because of the fact that he's the defensive coordinator, basically. Um, and I feel like they would want to go for an offensive minded guy. 
Now, Mike Vrabel would be probably my favorite choice to take over in New England, but my issue, and I think this is the issue um, that everyone would have, is that he is currently employed by the Tennessee Titans, and it does not seem like, in my humble opinion, he is getting moved uh, or getting fired or anything. And so if Mike Vrabel becomes available, he is the only choice that they're going to go with, in my opinion. But he is currently on the Tennessee Titans, and he is not moving right now. Um, now, Eric Bieniemy uh, obviously is an offensive coordinator. He was with um, Patrick Mahomes for a long time um, and with some other teams. And uh, he just joined Washington's staff as their offensive coordinator, um, which uh, he's looking, I'm sure, for a head coaching job at some point, And he's kind of been circled around the wagons as a name, but nothing has really come of that. Um, I think if the Patriots want to go for a head coach, they would go for someone who's a lot younger, in my opinion. Um, now, Bill O'Brien, to me, doesn't seem like a great choice because there is a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Belichick and Bill O'Brien this season. They're kind of a tandem, and a lot of uh, people would not be happy having uh, Bill O'Brien there because... He hasn't really done great with the offense, and that could have been Mac Jones's fault. It could have been Belichick's fault, but O'Brien's kind of in the middle of that, and I just don't see them going for him as an option. Now, Ben Johnson seems like he's obviously a great option um, with the Lions offensive coordinator looking for his uh, head coaching job. This one is a good choice, and I think this is probably of the realistic options, one of my favorites. Um, and then Jim Harbaugh, I just don't know if he'll make that change because, I mean, can he get more money from the Patriots than Michigan? Yeah, I think so. Would he want to come back to the NFL? I'm not sure. Um, but if uh, he is available, I'd say at least consider it. Josh McDaniels has definitely the pedigree in New England as an offensive coordinator and has been with that organization for a long time, but... I think the fact that he got released by the Raiders and has been, you know, released in his other stints as a head coach, it's not good. He hasn't shown that he's a great head coach. If he was still here in New England when all of this was going on, then I would have said he is the front runner and he is probably going to be the one to take over the keys to the castle. But because he's circled around uh, with the Vegas Raiders, I don't see him um, making a return. Now, the rest of these options I don't really think are super uh, likely. I think Brian Johnson would be um, a good option. He's with the Eagles right now. Um, I think Ben Johnson and you know some of these other options might be a little bit higher up on the list um, and more likely uh, than anything. I just personally don't think they're going to go in the organization based on the fact that all you really have is Gerard Mayo as an option, and I don't know if they're going to want to go defense. I think they're going to stick more to the offensive side of things. Um, and so, you know, they're going to definitely try something uh, with that instead. Now, I want to talk uh, for a second about the Red Sox, and the Red Sox have had a pretty slow offseason so far. They've made some smaller moves. They did trade away Alex Verdugo, and then replaced him with uh, Tommy uh, O'Neill, um, who is with the Cardinals. And 
a lot of fans are wondering what is going to happen, especially with the situation involving uh, Shohei Otani going to the Dodgers for $700 million, Juan Soto getting traded to the Yankees. You know, they also have the Dodgers picking up Tyler Glasnow uh, from the Rays. And so the Red Sox have been very quiet so far, and um, we're not really sure what's going to take place. But according to Alex uh, Speller of the Boston Globe, their quiet offseason so far can be chalked up to going after in their pursuit of Yoshibinu Yamamoto. Um, and so uh, Yamamoto is a very uh, highly touted player uh, prospect and I saw a million different articles about it um, he is interested potentially in going uh, to uh, the Yankees uh, the Dodgers with now Shohei Otani they've been using him to try and recruit Yamamoto uh, to the Dodgers and also the Red Sox have um, been uh, involved as well as uh, other teams um, as well the Mets um and so uh, it's one of those things where it seems like this is sort of that domino effect that's going to have to happen because as much as Shohei Otani was uh, the best player in the free agency market, I feel like, in my opinion, Yamamoto is the starting pitcher that's going to kind of domino effect the rest of the pitching in uh, the market. And if... You know, Yamamoto goes to the Red Sox or to another team. That'll affect what everyone does. And so until he signs with a new uh, baseball team, um, then, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I guess, a holding pattern. But the Red Sox do need to make some moves, and they do need to at least show their fans that they're interested because, uh, you know, if they can't get a big-name guy and they kind of go with some of these smaller options... That's not what we're looking for. If the Red Sox need pitching, um, then they should go out there and get the best pitcher available. Uh, we're the Red Sox, so we're not um, the Milwaukee Brewers. We're a, a bigger market. We're known for baseball. We've had success, and um, that's exactly what uh, we have to go out there and, and do is get big names and you know make our team competitive because the Yankees got better, and... Toronto's great, and the Orioles have um, so many uh, younger players um, to uh, just uh, keep them competitive for the future. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really bode well for the Red Sox if they can't get any uh, free agents to come here. Um, they need to seriously uh, pick up the pace on this one because... Uh, the MLB uh, is always changing, and teams are getting better, uh, and the Red Sox have to try and keep pace because it's not easy, especially in the American League East, which has always been a very competitive division.